0: Hey, y'all, welcome back as we continue through the book of Jeremiah. And we are cruising into chapter 50 today. And I am so excited about this chapter. It is so packed full of some amazing words from the Lord. This is the oracle for Babylon. And Babylon is a symbol of rebellion against God. And this was an earthly city. And the human people that that resided in this city uh, they they oppose the glory of God. they continually choose everything other than god and it's it's the symbolism of worldly materialism, wealth, wanting to focus on self importance and pride and comfort and luxuries of life in putting all of those things as idols in our lives before God. God is okay if we have things. He blesses our lives with items that we get to enjoy while we are on earth. But he wants us to give him the glory for everything that we have in life. And he wants us to glorify him in and through our lives, making him the first forerunner of everything we do in our lives, not the things we possess or how much is in the bank account. Or that is not what our our value does not lie in those things. Our value lies in God in when you read chapter 50 of Babylon, it's really awesome to flip over to Revelation chapter 17 and 18 and just see how parallel these chapters are and how they really echo each other. And we will be getting into Revelation after we finish through the the pro, the prophet books, um, but on your own time, if you feel led, I strongly encourage you to read Revelation 17 and 18 as it does so beautifully echo Jeremiah 50. And Babylon the Great, it's a symbol of the anti-God system, the anti-God world system that controls the world at the end of the end of times, which I do believe we are in right now, and how God comes and he completely destroys that evil. He completely destroys and chains up sin and evil for all eternity. And there's so many parallels between this chapter and chapter 51 with Revelation 17 and 18 and in this declaration against babylon god will declare war on babylon god will assemble the armies and god will announce his glorious victory over babylon because jesus conquered sin on the cross and he binds it when he returns it is bound it is it is completely bound right now satan is not bound satan is on earth which is why evil is so abundant on earth but we have victory over sin in our lives through the Holy Spirit in us and the power that resides in us from God Almighty. We can resist sin, we can run from temptation, and we can choose God. And when we do, we are part of his kingdom for all eternity. And when he returns, he will bind the enemy and the enemy will be bound. So there'll be no more evil, no more wickedness, no more sadness. And in the time and culture we are in, in the book of of Jeremiah right now. This is another one of those amazing chapters that speaks into the current situation, as well as the future coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. And the Medes and the Persians, they captured Babylon in 539 BC. And remember, they were a monopoly. They thought they were all that in a bag of chips and that no one could touch them. And Alexander the Great in 330 BC completely destroyed Babylon and left it in nothing but a heap of ruins. It was completely just turned to rubble. And since Babylon symbolizes the anti-God world system, the ultimate fulfillment of this chapter, the, the, Breakdown and destruction of Babylon occurs in Revelation 17 and 18, and we're looking at two different horizons as we read through this chapter. So as we move forward in chapter 50 of Jeremiah, just keep that in mind, and God declares war on Babylon as well as the God of the Babylon nation. Remember, a lot of people in this time and culture, when wars happened, it was wars against their gods, and the word translated Idol the word for idols in Hebrew it means wooden blocks they're literally worshiping wooden blocks and the images they're used for images it means dung pellet dung pellets <laughs> so they're worshiping putting their false idols and their their false images that they put before God are are no more worth they're they're worthless they're with wood blocks and dung pellets is what he's saying which is true in verse 1 with that we will start venturing into this chapter the lord gave jeremiah the prophet the message concerning babylon and the land of the babylonians this is what the lord says tell the whole world to keep nothing back raise a signal flag and tell everyone that babylon will fall Her messages, her images and idols will be shattered. Her gods, Bel and Murdoch, will be utterly disgraced. For a nation will attack her from the north and bring such destruction that no one will live there again. Everything will be gone. Both people and animals will flee. So God says, tell the whole world. And that's why we're looking at two horizons here. Babylon is coming down. The current Babylon city that is is fighting against them and thinks they're so great, as well as the the future Babylon, the anti-God world system. Tell the whole world, don't hold back. Trust in God. Put your faith in God because God is ruling. God is reigning and God will have the victory. When we choose God, we choose the winning side. And with that, we'll continue in verse 4. In these coming days, says the Lord, the people of Israel will return home together with the people of Judah. They will come weeping and seeking the Lord their God. They will ask the way to Jerusalem and will start coming back home again. They will bind themselves to the Lord with an eternal covenant that will never be forgotten. So here's saying the re- the remnant, the faithful remnant, the Jewish remnant that puts their faith in Christ. They will come together and there will be a unity Israel and Judah split. They separated, but there's going to be a coming back together. There's going to be a unity. They're going to seek God, and they're going to bind themselves to God. They're going to spiritually covenant themselves to God, and it'll be an eternal covenant that will never be forgotten. Their hearts will be written to God. They, they will bind themselves to the Lord. I love that language. I want to bind myself to the Lord for all of my days. In verse 6, The people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray and turned them loose in the mountains. They have lost their way and can't remember how to get back to the sheepfold. All who found them devoured them. Their enemies said, we did nothing wrong in attacking them, for they sinned against the Lord. Their true place of rest and the hope of their ancestors But now flee from Babylon, leave the land of the Babylonians. Like male goats at the head of the flock, lead my people home again. For I will raise up an army of great nations from the north, and they will join forces to attack Babylon, and she will be captured. The enemy arrows will go straight to the mark. They will not miss. Babylonia will be looted until the attackers are glutted with loot. I, the Lord, have spoken. "'You rejoice and are glad, you who plundered my people. "'You frisk about like a calf in the meadow "'and neigh like a stallion, "'but your homeland will be overwhelmed "'with shame and disgrace. "'You will become the least of nations, "'a wilderness, a dry and desolate land. "'Because of the Lord's anger, "'Babylon will become a deserted wasteland.'" All who pass by will be horrified and will gasp at the destruction they see there. Yes, prepare to attack Babylon, all you surrounding nations. Let your archers shoot at her, spare no arrows, for she has sinned against the Lord. Shout war cries against her from every side. Look, she surrenders, her walls have fallen. It is the Lord's vengeance, so take vengeance on her. Do to her as she has done to others. Take from Babylon all those who plant crops, send all the harvesters away because of the sword of the enemy. Everyone will run away and rush back to their own lands. So here we have the invasion the Babylon was a tool that God used to he, he allowed them to take over Jerusalem, but Babylon went too far, and they enjoyed it way too much, and God is putting judgment on them and Cyrus with the Medes and the Persians, and later Alexander the Great, they are God's weapon, and they defeat Babylon because the God's hand is with them. And this was a vengeance of the Lord's war. This wasn't like any other war. And then we have hope for Israel again in verse 17. The Israelites are like sheep that have been scattered by lions. First, the king of Assyria ate them up. Then King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon cracked their bones. Therefore, this is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. I will punish the king of Babylon and his land, just as I punish the king of Assyria. And so Assyria conquered Israel in 722 BC. And then Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon conquered Jerusalem and Judah area in 586 BC, the southern lands. But Assyria fell to Babylon in 609 BC. So God already took care of Assyria in verse 19. And I will bring Israel home again to its own land to feed the fields of Carmel and Basham, and to be satisfied once more in the hill country of Ephraim and Gilead. In those days, says the Lord, no sin will be found in Israel or in Judah, for I will forgive the the remnant I preserve. So in those days, whenever it says in those days, he's speaking of the days that are still to come, the future millennial period where The people who put their trust and faith in Jesus will be forgiven and there will be no sin found. There will be no remnant of sin anywhere. The remnant that stands firm will be seen as sinless before God if we put our trust and faith in Jesus. In verse 21, go up, my warriors, against the land of Marathaeum. And against the people of Pekad, pursue, kill, and completely destroy them, as I have commanded you, says the Lord. Let the battle cry be heard in the land, a shout of great destruction. Babylon, the mightiest hammer in all the earth, lies broken and shattered. Babylon is desolate among the nations. Listen, Babylon, for I have set a trap for you. You are caught, for you have fought against the Lord. The Lord has opened his armory and brought out weapons to vent his fury. The terror that falls upon the Babylonians will be the work of the Sovereign Lord of Heaven's armies. Yes, come against her from distant lands. Break open her granaries. Crush her walls and houses into heaps of rubble. Destroy her completely and leave nothing. Destroy even her young bulls. It will be terrible for them too. Slaughter them all. For the day of Babylon's reckoning has come. Listen to the people who have escaped from Babylon as they tell Jerusalem how the Lord our God has taken vengeance against those who destroyed his temple. Send out a call for archers to come to Babylon. Surround the city so none can escape. Do to her as she has done to others, for she has defied the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. Her, in verse 30, her young men will fall in the streets and die. Her soldiers will all be killed, says the Lord. See, I am your enemy, you arrogant people, says the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies. Your day of reckoning has arrived, the day when I will punish you. O land of arrogance, you will stumble and fall, and no one will rise up. For I will light a fire in the cities of Babylon that will burn up everything around them. And this is what the Lord of heaven's army says. The people of Israel and Judah have been wronged. Their captors hold them and refuse to let them go. But the one who redeems them is strong. His name is the Lord of heaven's armies. He will defend them and give them rest again in Israel. But for the people of Babylon, there will be no rest. The sword of destruction will strike the Babylonians, says the Lord. It will strike the people of Babylon, her officials and wise men too. The sword will strike her wise counselors and they will become fools. The sword will strike her mightiest warriors, and Panic will seize them. The sword will strike her horses and chariots and her allies from other lands, and they will all become like women. The sword will strike her treasures, and they will all be plundered. A drought will strike her water supply, causing it to dry up. And why? Because the whole land is filled with idols, and the people are madly in love with them. Sounds a lot like... um the U.S. I'm just going to throw that out there. We tend to just want idols and material things and wealth and we throw God aside. And when I say we, I mean the nation in general. There's a lot of wonderful Christ followers within our nation and they will be counted as the faithful remnant when judgment strikes again. In verse 39, we'll continue. "'Soon Babylon will be inhabited by desert animals and hyenas. "'It will be a home for owls. "'Never again will people live there. "'It will lie desolate forever. "'I will destroy it as I destroyed Saddam and Gomorrah "'and their neighboring towns,' says the Lord. "'No one will live there. "'No one will inhabit it. "'Look, a great army is coming from the north. "'The great nation and many kings "'are rising against you from far off lands. "'They are armed with bows and spears "'and they are cruel and show no mercy.' As they ride forward on horses, they sound like a roaring sea. They are coming in battle formation, planning to destroy you, Babylon. The king of Babylon has heard reports about the enemy, for he is weak with fright. Pangs of anguish have gripped him like those of a woman in labor. I will come like a lion from the thickets out of Jordan, leaping on the sheep in the pasture. I will chase Babylon from its land, and I will appoint the leader of my choice, for who is like me and who can challenge me what ruler can oppose my will listen the lord's plans against babylon and the land of babylon of the babylonians even the little children will be dragged off like sheep and their homes will be destroyed the earth will shake with the shout babylon has been taken and its cry of despair will be heard around the world so the medes and the persian empire took over in 539 BC in the Battle of Opis, but they didn't completely destroy the city completely. Alexander the Great did that in 330 BC, like we said, leaving it in a heap of rooms. But all they cared about was their idols and their idols are nothing. God's like, look, your idols are pointless they're useless they're nothing but a piece of wood and dung pellets and he takes over and shows them that he is mighty he is the only god and he takes them down in a one in a vengeance he takes them down and he gave them time to repent he gave them time to turn he gave them time to trust in him but they refuse and they God allowed them to take over Jerusalem, but they took it too far. They loved hurting God's people. And God said, no, that is not allowed. And he reveals the stupidity in making idols a, a God that we worship. And he He magnifies the greatness of the one true, mighty, powerful, living God. The only thing that matters in our lives is God. And his chosen commander is Cyrus. And he breaks the power of babylon and god is enforcing his grace and his mercy as well as his justice and the city is going to end up deserted and I, and I, and desolate forever it says forever and when god returns and when jesus returns like the mighty shout that comes from the clouds when Jesus returns for us, there is going to be a final battle, but it's not really going to be a battle. It's going to be a shout of one word from God because with God, he is so powerful. It only takes one word to bring forth his will and he will completely bind up the enemy and babylon will end the world anti-god world system will be over and then we will have a world that is focused on god and peace and love and forgiveness and glory and it's going to be amazing and with that we're going to pause as we step into chapter 51 tomorrow and continue this journey through jeremiah thanks y'all i hope you're having a great day